Yo, welcome everybody to the Back of the Class podcast. I'm your host, Big Ray, aka The Electric Field, and yes, I am the most electrifying man. Um, I'd like to start this episode off by yet again apologizing for the hiatus that we've been on. I know we stated that we would be more consistent about dropping episodes and creating content for you, the listener, but I guess like JR in the finals, we fumbled the ball and we just lost track of the situation. But we're not going to dwell on that. Like Rafiki said, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. I mean, come on, who's lying came to you? Jay-Z reference. This is like the seventh or eighth time I've restarted this episode because I wanted to make sure it was perfect. And at this point, I'm just like, there's no perfection. I'm just going to do the best I can and provide you with the show that I think is uh, eloquent enough. So... Uh, earlier, I tried to, you know, get a sponsorship with Arizona. I popped a can and everything, and I liked the way the show sounded, so I had to restart, and now I have a fresh can to pop, so there's me popping the tab in this Arizona that I'm sipping while recording because you need an ice-cold, refreshing drink in this heat that we call uh, the South. Like, it makes no sense for it to be this hot. It's disrespectful. Like, if I have no reason to be outside, I'm not going outside. I'm thinking about calling in to work on the next day that's not a holiday. I'm calling in hot. Like, boss, I can't do it. It's too hot to go to the car, to go to the job, to park, and then walk to the office. I'm, I'm not doing it. It's disrespectful. I'm lying. I'm going to work. But, anyways, the whole point of this podcast was just for, like, me and the homies to get together Shoot the breeze about current affairs, um, catch up with each other, share funny stories, and just have a good time. And um, like we, I'm still planning to. Um, right now, uh, it's just me recording the show. Quan and Beast Mode may come back at some point, but right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can to provide you with a pleasurable show. I don't know why would I say pleasurable. That's a terrible word to use in this situation. An enjoyable show, that's way better. I'm going to do what I can to provide you with an, an, an exciting show. And he, okay, maybe I shouldn't have a show. <laughs> Anyways, if you hadn't noticed, it's summertime. Besides the heat going, apparently after Labor Day, well, after well, June 21st, it's officially summertime. I always thought summertime started after Labor Day because that's the first cookout. That's the first time, you know, you're actually outside enjoying the sun. But apparently summer really just kicked off last week or so. But uh, with that being said, if you are like myself, you are not beach body ready by now, then I'm sorry. You are not going to be beach body ready. You need to just go ahead, you know, reassess. Um, reassess your dietary plans. Reassess your, your, your health kick. And just, you know, prepare for next season. Because I've said this before on other on other on other episodes, cuffing season really starts now. Like if you really want to try and get booed up for this, you know, the fall winter season, then you got to start now. And it starts with Labor Day, cause Labor Day is like the first cookout that you go to, and then you know you have other pool events or whatever. And then the Fourth of July is really the big summer, one of the big summer. Uh, get-togethers where you start, you know, uh, scoping folks out. 
And so with that, you want to bring your best when you show up to you know to the to the Fourth of July cookout. You want to show up with a plate. You want to show up with a dish. You know if you can cook, uh, throw down on some chicken, season it up well. Uh, some burgers, like you know, it's hard to mess up a burger unless you just either burn it or don't season it well and it become dry. But you want to bring your A game to the cookout because that's where everybody's scoping out to see who's still single, um, who's available. Uh, I don't know, just your, your prospects. Everybody's doing like you know NBA, NFL. Everybody's doing their signing in the summertime. You know, you you kind of got to do some signing. You go around look and see what's available. See who's a free agent. See who's coming off the bench. See who just you know coming out. Uh, coming you know coming off a team. You know, see what's out there. Uh. But what you can't do is when you show up to cookout, you can't show up empty-handed. Like that's just that's violation. That's a violation. Like it's disrespectful to show up to my place to eat and you ain't bring nothing. And like it's, it will, it's different. Like if you show up, don't eat. I mean, don't bring nothing, but you clean up. Like if you contribute to the cookout, I'm more inclined to not be upset. But if you just show up, eat, and then try and leave with a plate. Now we got some issues. Now we now we now I got to see you because now you disrespected my house. Like I just got done binge watching Friends. So you can judge me all you want, but Joey just walked up in their house all the time was eating their food. But you know what Joey provided? Joey provided comedy. Joey provided uh, a, a reason for the other cast to feel smart. You gotta provide something. Down, that's it. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm still going to let you eat. I'm not going to be a jerk and call you out. But like, yo, Chris. I see you getting a second plate. You didn't even put in on the first, but you got a second one. I'm not going to do that. That's rude. I do like that picture of the brother at the cookout. He's got like three plates. And the captain's like, this is how you look when you show up. And you didn't bring nothing. You about to go get your next plate. And you hear somebody say dessert. And he just got food all over him. I like that man. I mean, it was funny. But like I said earlier about, you know, basketball, you know, all that kind of stuff. You'd be a fool. You'd be lost if you didn't hear about the whole Golden State Laker shenanigans that's been going on. Yeah, LeBron signed to the Lakers for four years for $154 million. They picked up Rondo for a year. Um... Who else they get? Uh, who else they get? Ah, I feel dumb. They got JaVale McGee. They picked up Lance Stevenson. So, you know, they picked up um, a, a team in, in order to combat the, uh, the the Warriors. And then the Warriors are like, all right, we'll see what you're doing there. we just going to pick up Boogie. And that's it. They, they done picked up Boogie. And now everybody's like, Golden State has a symbol of Exodia. And, and from, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I haven't really just paid attention in years because I'm a Chicago man. And it's been rough to be a Chicago fan ever since 1996. When Jordan hit that, Jordan hit his final shot. Not the final shot, 96, 98, my bad. See, I'm, now I'm a terrible fan. 96 when we were 72 and 10. It's a real team. Well, 73 and 9 without a ring. Hmm? Just saying. Anyways, I remember watching Jordan, you know, hit that, that, that free throw shot. And just be like, ah, oh, 
the greatest. He's the greatest. And then he left. And then came back as a wizard. And we act like that didn't happen. But I'm a Bulls fan. Even the last... Since since uh, Rose's rookie year, it's just man, it's it's been rough to be a Bulls fan. So I haven't really just been watching in, in NBA over the over the years consistently. But I've just I've kept up. And one thing that's popped up just over and over and over, whether you want to pay attention or not, is the Jordan Lebron debate. And at this point, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm I'm just I'm just you can Lebron has been playing longer than Jordan. In a less competitive league than Jordan. So, of course, he's going to beat him in stats. I mean, when you're the biggest person on the court and almost the fastest, there's no reason why you shouldn't be putting up, you know, the stats he puts up. But numbers don't mean anything if if you don't win the championship. What's the point of getting all the accolades and racking up stats if your team doesn't succeed? Basketball is not a a single player sport; it's a team sport. I know we're arguing about which is the greatest player on, on the team, but if you're the greatest player on the team, you make the 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 players around you better. The, the argument with Jordan is that he you know he had Scotty, or he had Rodman, uh, Paxson, Kerr, you know, Carwright. He had these you know Hall of Fame players, as they say. Well, really, the only Hall of Fame player. Players was uh, Rodman and Pippen. The rest of his team couldn't carry a team on their own. Jordan made them better as players. You would think that LeBron, who was the greatest player in the league, would make his teammates better. When it's it seems to be the opposite. When that nobody is playing better on the team except LeBron. Like. <clears throat> The whole debacle with the beginning of last season where he literally shifted his entire team to the team he had uh, at the end of the season. He had a solid team at the beginning of the year, but he was unhappy. And instead of doing what it took to make the team better, he did what it took to make himself better and traded everybody away. And now Cleveland's left with JR as their star player, which... I'm not mad at it. I'm a JR fan. I like JR's antics because shoot or shoot, B. If I'm open, I'm shooting. From anywhere. Two defenders on me, I'm shooting. Half court, I'm shooting. I'm with it. I like JR, his antics. You know, anything is possible. But to me, LeBron doesn't make his teammates better. And this conglomerate, this this whatever concoction that they're building over in LA. I don't think it's going to be beneficial to not not just him, but to the league in general because it doesn't it doesn't allow for chemistry building. Like the Warriors at this point have built a chemistry together. You know, Clay and Steph have been playing together forever. Draymond's been there forever. They've all been building together, and even even Durant has just melded into the system of playing well with them, with whatever the Lakers are doing. They're trying to piece together a, uh, it's like a boy band. It's like, it's literally like, uh, how they used to do back in the day when they were, you know, you know, RCA records would go to the mall and they would see one kid singing and he would know somebody that sings and then they would bring somebody in and now you have NSYNC. 
where Golden State is essentially, you know, you know, new addition who they've all grown up together and like, yo, we can do this. Granted, you know, new addition broke up. He had Bill Bill DeBow, then he had Bobby, and he had the mother new dudes, but we're not gonna get into that. We just gonna talk about initially when they all came together, there was, you know, they were harmonizing together. One band, one sound. You know. Like Steve, like Steve Harvey said in, in King's Comedy. Five temptations, one mic. That's how it is with the warrior. Five all-star players, one objective for the team to win. Curry let Durant come in and basically, you know, be the MVP of the finals. And Curry's like, Psh, whatever. We got the championship. I got my back-to-back MVPs. This is his final team, but this is my team. We're going to do this together as a team. And I don't know what I don't know what LeBron's going to do over there in L.A., especially dealing with Lonzo and LeVar. Big ball of brain, never lost. I don't know how that's going to, going to work with him. I also think that this does... Um, I think this does tarnish his legacy as the greatest player of all time because, sound country accent, because Jordan isn't the greatest of all time because he took the Bulls, uh, he, he, he did all his accolades with, with the Bulls. Kobe is considered one of the greatest because he did all his accolades with the Lakers. Same thing with Magic, um, Kareem, a lot of the greatest of all time, they normally stick to one team. LeBron has been to Miami, Cleveland, now the Lakers. I know that's only three teams, but it's three of the biggest teams in the league. And it's it's it to me is is you just hopping around. You're not you're not like you're solidified in in Cleveland. I think Cleveland being your team, you know, Cleveland was his team, and he should have you know championed his team. To move forward and, you know, to, to come back next year and win. Rally the troops. You know, let that 3-1 and one not be a fluke. You know what I'm saying? You should have got them a second. Did they, I don't know if they have two rings. They don't. But you should have came back and defended the land, you know. Because even in uh, even when I joked about JR dropping the ball in that, fight, in that, that game one, and it was game one, game two. They went in overtime. They still could have won. But instead of stepping up as a leader, he sat on the sideline and you know, had attitude. That's not, that's not the action of someone I consider the greatest. Kobe and Jordan used to snap on their on their teammates. Like, it, it's, it's all kinds of stories of Jordan fighting in practice. I'm not saying LeBron should be out here throwing hands with Kevin Love. But I am like... I am saying like you, you, you need you as the as the greatest player need to step up and be, you know, be the man. I feel like you need to assert your dominance as as the head of your team, and really you know rally the troops. But I'm off that. I'm not really like I said. I'm not really into basketball. I mean, I want to be. I just it's just hard to pay attention when your team hurts so bad. Which, uh, which coincidentally. The new Chicago is Minnesota because uh, Jimmy Butler's out there, Taj Gibson, uh, D Rose is out there. So essentially, old Chicago is in, is in Minnesota. Uh, in 2K19, if y'all want it, y'all can see me on the sticks with 
against I'm pulling out Minnesota. Hopefully Melo stays in OKC. I'm pulling out I'm pulling out OKC. Cause I'm a Paul George fan. I think he's super talented. I'm glad he stayed. Um I think that honestly I think OKC is a team that can get it uh can get it done. Like they were doing well in, in in the final in the playoffs this year. It's just I need we need Melo to knock down them shots. Like we need Melo to just pull up, swish, knock it down, keep it going. Um that's all I got on sports. Uh let me see. Yeah. I'm sure I missed something. I'm sure y'all have you know. I'm sure y'all can y'all can dispute the facts or argue my points. I hope you do. Leave a comment. Let me know. Um, but over the weekend, uh, Drake, the light skinned assassin, Champagne Poppy, dropped I feel dumb for doing that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Drake dropped his fourth his his fifth studio album, um, Scorpion, and. Double disc, uh, rap album, R and B album, and I'm be honest, I'm I listen, I've listened to it like multiple times at this point, and I'm not really, I'm not really moved by it. I thought it was straight. It's better than I've gone back and listened to it more than I've listened to the Kanye albums, and I'm a fan of Kanye. Yeah, I know this, but I've listened to it more than I listen to Yay. I've yet to listen to Kids He Goes. I'm just not in a rush to hear humming and harmonizing. Um, I listened to it more than Daytona, but like, for me, first of all, that was a long album. Like, it, it just got real long after a while. Um, Drake's cut from that, you know, long album um, cloth. You know, that's that early. It's that, you know, 90s, early 2000s, late 2000s um, pattern of releasing music. Because, you know, it used to be that you got, you in order to get paid for your album, you had to do at least 16 tracks. And then anything you did after that was just, you know, you know, for yourself. But you, in order to get paid for your albums, you just had to do at least 16 tracks. And so, I mean, he did that for this one. It was good. There were some, there were some good songs on there. Um... I wasn't as gassed about some of the lines that everyone else was being, you know, hyped up about. Um, I wasn't trying to hide my son from the world. I was hiding the world from my son type of thing. I get it. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, when, when Pusha announced or announced, when Pusha said that Drake had a son and he was hiding or whatever, I had just thought about what happened to old girl who had just, who was talking about she had a, a baby by Drake. Like, just before um, Adidas um, dropped it, I was thinking, whatever happened to that? Because it was hot for like two or three days, and then they swept it under the rug. And then we kept going about our days like nothing happened. Then lo and behold, that girl does happen to pop up again, and it is, you know, Sophie knows or whatever. But I get it. Like in this day and age, we overshare as it is. Like, there's no reason why I, I should have to show you my family. Like, y'all pick apart everything. Like, I'm speaking to Drake. Y'all pick apart everything about me, and I spend hours to look, quote-unquote, perfect. 
You know, if I show up in, you know, black tracksuit, the kind of half the comments are going to be, you know, you look great. The other half is you look like a janitor. And so why would I want to give y'all my son? Why would I want to show y'all my son? I get it. Why would you want to, why would you feel like you, why do, why do we feel like he has to show us his son? He isn't family. Drake isn't related to us. We don't have to know everything about him and what's going on with his life. Like, there's no reason for that. Like, I miss in the 90s where there was anonymity when it came to celebrities. Like, if if someone was going through a breakup or going through something, we didn't know about it immediately. You know, it, it took, you know, a few weeks, months even, to find out, you know, that Brad and Angelina broke up or Will and Jada, uh, Jada Pinker was dating. Like, we, we need to get back to that and stop just being in everybody's business. But back to the music. Um, for me, Scorpion wasn't better than, um, More Life. Um, there are certain, like, I'd rather, there's, there's certain tracks on More Life I'd rather go back to, like, the early island stuff he was doing, like, Blim, A Passion Fruit, um, some of that, some of that early, you know, vibe and stuff on More Life was more enjoyable to me than his rapidly raps. Because it's just, uh, a lot of his raps on this album sounded the same. And I got to, I couldn't tell when one song ended and the next song began. Just because it sounded repetitive. Um, in fact, honestly, I, um, I was more excited for the Gorillaz release over the weekend than Now Now. I listened to that, you know, with more of a smile on my face just because it was, it was happy, it was fresh. I felt, um, uh... I felt like, you know, just driving with the window down, with, the, with hair blowing in the wind. That's what I felt listening to the Gorillas Now Now. With Drake, I felt like, you know, you know, as you said, I'm upset. You know, I felt like I had to, you know, kind of side-eye everybody, like no one around me could be trusted. And I understand that. You know, when you're of his stature, uh, I'm sure it is hard to trust people. I'm sure it is hard to... Um, have relationships. I mean, clearly, Sophie knows better. Uh, you know, blew up the fact that they had a an alleged kid, and then shortly after, story of Adi Don, Drake was seen with some other cam girl. Which, um, you know, I can see what it's like to not trust anyone, but the music just was was so so to me. I don't think it's his best work. Um, the homie said that nothing was the same. It was probably better than Take Care. I'm going to go out there and say this. Probably lose some credibility when it comes to music. I've yet to listen to Take Care. It's just, uh, I was never someone to listen to emotional music and, you know, let my emotional side out. That, that was, I was I was always trying to be tough, you know, <clears throat> thug life, you know. But really, I'm not. But I just haven't taken the time to listen to Take Care. But I do thoroughly enjoy Nothing Was The Same. I enjoy Nothing Was The Same more than I do Scorpion, but I enjoy More Life, I think, more than Nothing Was The Same. Um, I think, what was it, uh, what was the first one that came out? So Far Gone, not So Far Gone, Thank Me Now. Um, we played that into the ground when I used to work at McDonald's. My boy Kyle actually broke the CD because he was tired of hearing it. That was like a week before he just walked out on us at the store. Like he just walked out, left us there. I'll see how this guy. But that's neither here nor thither. I never know what thither means. 
And then here no there. Uh what else I got on here? Uh that's really about it, I think. No, okay. Yeah. That's about it for now. Like, I don't wanna just ramble. I wanna actually have talking points to talk about. And I really just wanted to do an episode because I hadn't done one in well, at least a month, month and a half. But I wanted to just get back into it. Get back into making, you know, doing podcasts. Letting y'all know that um, something more consistent will happen. Um, it'll probably be every Monday or Tuesday uh, in the morning. Probably about 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll drop episodes. Um, you can hit me on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, all of it's The Electric Field, T-H-A-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-F-E-E-L. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, and with that, I guess, hold up, is there anything else in my docket? Docket. Nah, with that, with that I'm going to close out. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Peace.